Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, and happy holidays. Hoping that everyone has had a wonderful holiday season. Uh, For those of you that celebrate Christmas, I hope your Christmas was wonderful. Um, And we do have the new year coming up. So I pray that everyone has a safe and prosperous new year for 2023. And again, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for all of your encouragement. Thank you for all of the topic suggestions that you all have been inboxing and emailing us and We are planning some amazing shows for you for 2023. We have some hot, hot popping guests that will be featured on some of our shows coming up for next year as well. And we're still looking for guests. So if you are interested in being a featured guest or you know a uh, woman who is a writer or she's currently writing a book, please reach out to us at yourwritingtable.com. And we would love to talk with you. We are finishing up recording for season two and we are opening slots for season three. So please, if you're interested, we would love to talk to you. We don't want you to miss out on the opportunity of being a guest on our show. So as we are closing up 2022, Wow, we could just talk about so many things that have happened within writing and in the literary world. What are some of the things y'all have done uh, this year? You know, hit us up. Let us know what you guys have been doing. Have you finished writing your book? Are you did you start working on a book? You know, have you started the editing process for something that you've been, you know, sitting on for too long? So we here at the writing table and at Women Winning It Writing want to hear all about it. So please. Hit us up, contact us, yourwritingtable.com, and let us know what you've got going on. You might be one of the guests on our show to talk about it. So on today's show, today we have an amazing guest, and she has been one of my sister friends, a colleague, business partner. Um, we've, we've just done some collaboration together and it's been just amazing working with her. She is the founder of Cognitive Writing Solutions, which helps entrepreneurs to publish profit and make a global impact through children's books. She is a multiple author herself of multiple children's books and she's just got a lot of information to share with you and so without further ado I introduce to some and present to others Miss Nikisha Nikki Pickney welcome girlfriend Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> that's right. We got to put our That's right. That's right. We have to. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to just sit with us for a little bit and share with us what you've got going on. Um, like I say, hey, you know, we go back for a couple of years now and um, I love what you're doing with the children's books and just reaching out giving back not just to the you know local communities but also what you are doing within the global community to let people know how important it is um you know to work with children and do it through a book so please tell us what you got going on tell us about yourself your books and what they're about 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And um, I am an eight-terms author, as you stated before. I started publishing. I'm just going to give a little bit of background about myself. Sure. Um, and this background will help for people to, you know, identify with my uh, with my collection of books, but also, uh, you know, establish credibility as an author and as a person that's been into self-publishing since, you know, at a very young age. Um, I published my first book of poetry in, uh, I was actually 12 years old and I was going from middle school to high school. So I was writing this, these poems from elementary school to like seven, eighth grade. I would show my teachers and I had one teacher in particular who was my teacher for se- for several years, even up until I graduated from high school. Oh, wow. So she, she read the book. She read all of my poems and she's like, hey, you really need to get these published. You need to take this to a publisher and get them published. So I told my mom what she said. And my mom was my number one investor. She's my first investor. You know, your mom's always the first nurse nurturer first comforter first teacher yeah mm-hmm. and um and if you don't have a biological mom people have people that step into this you know position hopefully but yes um the fact that the mom the matter that is that my mom took me to the publisher and you know talked to them about publishing me and at that time you know there was no such thing as well it was but it was very expensive of short as short run publishing mm-hmm. that we get to now we take for granted like people coming into the game now you get to buy one book a hundred books same price right mm-hmm. but back then it was no such thing you either bought a bunch of books to make it easier for everybody because of the way it was done or you just didn't get published um and especially not self-published right um and so you know i remember it was an elderly couple and the the man, he just didn't want to do it. It wasn't going to be profitable for him. And his wife was like, you know, please help her out. And she's really good. And, you know, and that was my first book. You oh, know, wow. Self-published before it was mainstream. You know, my mom took and sold these copies. I mentioned this in a podcast that I did last week. But um, ever since then, I mean, that put me on a journey and a path to writing. And uh, that's what makes me very passionate about helping young people and helping children. But anyway, that was my first book, Points for Teens. And since then, I was publishing Who's Who and New Poets, um, major newspapers around the city that I'm from, school newspapers, etc. And then I started helping other people to publish their books in the 2000s. And I picked back up the publishing game with myself in 2012 with Voice of Emotion, a poetry book. I uh, Since then, I published Noah's Walk, the children's book that is. Uh, been a global phenomenon. I've had great success with that. It's co-authored by Noah Rattler. Um, I did Mona Lisa the Cat. Uh, saves the helps change the world. She changes the world, um, and that's available on Amazon. I have Noah's Walk in English, Spanish, and French, and audio book. And I'm working on two books right now. Uh, Chelsea has been very instrumental in helping me as, as one of the editor and the colleague of my books. I really appreciate you. Love you very much. Yes, ma'am. Great. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit of background about me and then my history in the publishing game so that is that is amazing and you know um to hear you say that you started at a young age you know and you had someone at school you know that read your work and encouraged you to have them published I had the same experience when I was in school and you know it is just amazing that the people who are your not only just your first investors but your first your first encouragers you know your first um 
first set of people that give you the critiques. And so that is so important um, to help, you know, to help you stay motivated, you know, and to help you stay encouraged. So what inspired you to write children's books? Well, I, I wanted to take a different approach to writing and expand my writing abilities beyond poetry. Um, I, you know, I had only been published in poetry for many years, even even when I was writing for uh, the Campus Defender, which was like, uh, you know, that'll probably date us, but it was an opportunity that was given to us by the Campus Defender uh, when Sonny Messiah Giles created this particular part. She allowed for writers to come in from different high schools. And this was in the 90s, mind you, to come in and, and write about what's going on in the school. So I was a journalist in, in, of sorts, and I had my mentors and things there to kind of help me to broaden my horizon beyond, um, you know, poetry, but outside of writing articles, I really wanted to really, you know, try my hand in these different genres. And mm-hmm. children's books came to mind because the children are the future. Believe it or not, how they are influenced as children, it really plays a part into, and I'm an example, you're an example, it plays a part into us being productive citizens. Mm-hmm. And it shapes our mind and our belief system as adults it kind of helps us with our goals and it really forms it has us a form an opinion of the world we live in at an early age so i wanted to be a part of contributing to that in a very positive way so children's books were born that's good that's good and i love that and that is you bring up such a, a, a wonderful point the children are our future and what they have um, poured into them at early ages, it does begin to set a standard, you know, and it does begin to help them form their thoughts and opinions of how they see the world. And, you know, like, um, Noah's walk and Mona Lisa, the cat, I've read both of those. And I absolutely love the messages that are shared in these books, you know, Mona Lisa, talking about the legal process and government and, you know, Noah's walk, bringing up environmental and society, societal issues and things of that nature. So it's really, really good. And for those of y'all that have not read those books, I strongly encourage you go pick it up. It's not just for kids. Adults can learn something from these messages too. Noah's walk and Mona Lisa, the cat, they are amazing. Now, one thing that I do know, and a lot of us can, um, identify with when it comes to children's books are the pictures so how do you get the illustrations because the ones for Noah's walk oh they popped they really really popped you know very realistic and I mean just beautiful colors and the the vividness of of everything and Mona Lisa the cat super super cute and you know it just fit with the message that was being sent. So what, how, how do you go about getting an illustrator? Well, um, it's really, really simple, but it's not because not all illustrators are created equal. Uh-huh. And I really have to give credit to, uh, Maria Green and, uh, Thaddeus Lavalis for being awesome partners to work with. Uh, I really thrive in partnerships and through partnerships is how, you can really tell creative stories and bring them to life. Uh, I'm gonna give some. I'm gonna give y'all some free game. So this is the part where I'm gonna take a clip and I'm gonna put it on social media for people to really pay attention to this. Uh-huh. What you're gonna have to do if you're really looking for a good illustrator is figure out what illustration style you want for your book. 
figure out what you want your book to look like. Yeah. So you can go on, you can go on Google is your best friend. It's still everybody's best friend. Google, so any type of engine search you do and look up Ill, um, images by illustrators, okay? Mm-hmm. And really look at the writing style. I mean, the illustration, the drawing style that you want to do and make sure it complements and it's a good fit for your story. Then you want to make sure that your illustrator knows how to put a book together because just because somebody can draw, that doesn't make them a person who knows how to do layout and design, right? Everybody has their specific talents. And I was blessed to be able to find two very great illustrators who know how to put together a book and make it professionally, I, I make it, you know, professional. I don't draw at all. Right. I, I might <laughs> get to doodle. My children are great artists, but if I tell my children to draw this book and put it in a, a book layout, they don't know right, right now. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Not yet. But, um, yeah, I was able to do that because I, I did my homework and I always tell people do your homework, do your homework and yeah. you find somebody and um, you talk them through what you want, what your expectations are, like be as specific and detailed as possible. Mm-hmm. And they will bring your artwork to life. Writing is art and they will bring a physical manifestation of what you have in your mind. And there is, there are very few things more beautiful than that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I think about, too, is when you're looking, when you talk about illustrations, and this is a question that I get asked a lot. Uh, people ask me, do I do children's books? And I'm like, you no, I don't. That's not my lane. <laughs> I will refer out. I know how to stay in my lane. And I'm definitely not an illustrator either. I do not draw at all. <laughs> but what should people look for when it comes to pricing for illustrators? Because I think that that is something people do not take into consideration that a good illustrator, I'm not going to say just any illustrator, but a quality illustrator, one who can provide what you are looking for, for your particular project, it can be an investment and it can be costly. So what, what should people look for when they're starting to look at hiring an illustrator? You know, I go through this when I have uh, clients who want me to coach them through the process of writing a children's book. And the answer to that is simple, but it's not. It's depending upon your budget, right? Uh-huh. And a lot of people, like, you're going to get what you pay for, but you also got to realize that the publishing game has changed so much. Everybody and their mama got a book. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to have, they have all of these great ideas. And they wanted to do it for how they do it for, but you're going to get what you pay for yeah. when you're talking to illustrator. But I, I, I would definitely tell people to budget out no less than three to $5,000. And that's on the low end. And the reason why is because you want to get someone who's a professional who knows what they're doing. Uh-huh. And also you want to pay for the quality. It's going to pay if you, if you go through the steps and I, and I am uh, writing the book on the, marketing process because as you as you share with everyone before i teach you how to publish profit and then create global impact um it's worth the investment you're gonna get the money back right yes uh, but definitely if you got a couple of hundred dollars to work with you may be able to find somebody like people tell people to go on fiverr but you may they might be able to draw pictures they might not be able to lay the type printing on there but then you may know how to do that so it's all about your budget what you want to do, why you're doing it. If it's just a passion project, you got two, three hundred dollars, fine. But if you really want this to sell, you want a book that uh, creates impact, that looks amazing, that, you know, like Noah's Walk and Mona Lisa the Cat, 
changes the world, then you definitely want to come to the table with real money. Okay. okay. And that's good. And so now that comes to the next question. There are so many types of children's books. You know, you have the ones from zero to two years old, you know, the little starter books. And then of course you have the ones for the toddlers, you know, two to four. Then of course you have kindergarten. Then you have your grade school, you know, then you're entering into um, middle school and so on. So, um, you'll be able to help people figure out the best type of uh, book because there's the hard like those cardboard pages you know like the hard pages for the for the babies the smaller kids and then of course then you come into the thicker pages like cardstock you know maybe for the toddlers and then you come into regular pages you know things of that nature and that's something that is important too correct as far as deciding what type of book that's correct and you also got a that's why I uh, talk to people a lot during my coaching sessions and just in general when you're talking about creating something for someone else you always want to look at your target market and then your target audience so Mm -hmm. when you're talking about beginner beginning readers you know you got to do the research on that as well but that you know those that's for people with babies little bitty babies um, that just learn they want them to get familiar with letters numbers so on and so forth um, as you kind of matriculate through the the age groups and the grade levels, you really want to be very mindful to go into the writing process already having considered who your target audience is, because mm-hmm. then that will help you to determine what words to use in the book. Like I talk to people about high frequency words, about uh, lists, their, their word lists really that tell you what this child is on this grade level. These are the words that we want them to hear, repeat often, know how to use. There's a science to it. It's not like you're just putting words together on a paper, throwing something out. Here you go. You're going to make money. It does not work like that. It's a lot of science into it. Okay. So um, I will use Noah's Walk, for example. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a picture book. And the age group, the grade level is from children ages uh, we said eight to about 10 and even you can do like six year olds with it because it's a lot of words in there that are high frequency words. And then there are also words that we introduce and we put a glossary in the back of the book. We put animals in the back of the book and the types of animals it is to kind of get them uh, on another level with spelling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And also we talk them to, cause you know, it raises awareness about homelessness. Mm-hmm. So this is a civic issue. Like right. it teaches civic responsibility cultural awareness and how one person can make a difference so we looked at when we writing this book we looked at okay what grade level we want to target what are some of the high frequency words we want to use what words are a little bit above that and let's give them a vocabulary uh, um, glossary because we want to challenge them and at the same time we want to make the story where they can read it and relatable to your reader that's very important yeah putting together children's book and these are things that i go over in my coaching program see that's wonderful so y'all it's, it's a one-stop shop. So you, if you're thinking of writing a children's book, as Nikisha just said, it's more to it than just putting some words down or you have an idea and you just want to get it in there. If you want to have a successful children's book, there's some steps, there's some tips and tools and strategies and things you got to implement along the way. And Nikisha is one of those who will be amazing in helping you achieve that goal so before we wrap up out of all the books you've written which one is your favorite 
Oh, that's a good question. And I really love these podcasts because everybody asks me things that I've never been asked. <laughs> I have never been asked that. My favorite book of the one is the one that I'm writing on now. I am writing the book about, and it's not just another book about weight loss, and it's about my weight loss journey, how I lost 50 pounds and kept it off and on while on a shoestring budget. This is by far my favorite book because I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I'm looking for and was looking for ways to always challenge myself when it comes to writing. Mm-hmm. And this has been the most challenging. So um, if you want to say genre-wise what my favorite books are, I can break them up into genres and say that my most favorite children's book was Noah's Walk, and that's because it's actually a true story. And um, my co-author is, is one of my good friends. And, I mean, my poetry books are awesome. If you read Voice of Emotion, you, you'll really get to know about a little bit more about who I am and the things that, you know, and the way that I process things. So... Yeah, I mean, writing can be your therapy. Get your stories out there. Get it on paper. I think that some amazing things can be done. Once you do this, it will change your life. Noah has told people that in the interviews. Like, man, just writing this book with Nikisha, like, she she changed my life. And I was like, man, I didn't realize the impact that doing this book even had on his life, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also on my life. And we've created global impact with it. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, I love that. So I, yeah. I thank you for that question. You know, hey. Definitely. So, once again, y'all, not only does she special, well, she specializes in children's books. That's her specialty. However, <laughs> she does poetry and she also does other genres as well. And so. Nikisha, again, we just say thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show today and to be our guest. And for those of you that would like to connect with Nikisha, you can reach her on Instagram. Her name is at Publish Then Profit. You can also reach her on Facebook, author Nikisha Pickney. And she also is able to be emailed. And we will make sure all this information is on the platform so you all can have it. So, Nikisha, any last words, encouraging words, inspiration, anything you want to say to the listeners before we close up? Well, I just want to tell people to stop hesitating and just do it. Uh, Believe it or not, Chelsea and I are creatives. We help and edit. We, We work together on projects. We edit projects all the time. And you'd be surprised at the things that people are letting stand in their way, the ways in which people self sabotage themselves and all of that. But just do it. We have to do it even with ourselves. We encourage yes. one another. So, you know, stay encouraged. Just do it. And then get professional help. If you feel like you lost, you stuck, I don't know, just put it down. Books are written to be rewritten. The same as scripts, written to be rewritten. Love it. Uh, put it down on paper. Get the help you need. Get coaching. And uh, yeah, and thank you very much for having me, Chelsea. Uh, like, I, I love this. This has been awesome. You are so very welcome. And I'm just so thankful that we were able to connect. And, you know, it's crazy. The way that we connected was through a business organization that is no longer (laughs) even in existence. But the connections that are made. And that's another thing, guys. Y'all network. Network. Connect. Because you never know who can help you. You never know who might be an inspiration to you. You never know what type of motivation or encouragement you might be for someone else. So I just encourage each and every one of you to connect because you don't know. You just don't know. So until the next time, thank you so much, Nikisha, for being a guest on our show and listeners. Listeners, y'all heard it here first. Go check out Nikisha Pickney. If you're interested in doing a children's book, 
She will help you to succeed and help you get it out there. So until next time, keep winning at writing. Everyone be blessed.